I probably, when I started this, I've been thinking about it a while, and, <clears throat> and it's based off of comments I've said before. And uh, as I got into study, I shouldn't have beat myself up this bad before Christmas. I might have a lump of coal. <laughs> but, uh, but we're going to talk today about uh, something I've said many times. I don't know if you've had or ever heard it. When, they're in, when, they're office, when I'm in my office and the principals and I and other people were talking about how to do things, I always tell them we need to not say it if we're not going to do it. Perception's reality is what I've always said. Perception's reality. I asked my coworkers the other day, or the ladies in the office, and I said, is perception reality? And they both said, no, it's truth is reality. So when I got into this, thinking about it, I, I, like I told Zane, it seems like I talked in circles. <laughs> one time perception is reality, one time uh, it's not. But we some dangers of perception. Whoops, I better turn this on. Well... There it went. I want you to read this, and I'll read it to you, and you think about who I'm describing here. He was sent to earth to save humanity. Some felt he has godlike power. His adopted father was a humble tradesman. People tried to kill him, but in spite of his awesome power, he did not seek revenge, and he was betrayed by a friend. Who am I, who's that describing? I know the first time... With, when I read something similar, I put this together. That's describing Superman, a fictional character. <laughs> but in this setting, I would think you probably thought we are describing Jesus because of our surroundings, what we're here for, and our mindset. But if I take this, the same thing, and go to a, a comic book or superhero convention and I read this, they're probably going to say, you're describing Superman. So your surroundings and your mindset and your feelings, when we see something, matter. And that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today, the reality of perceptions. We define perception as becoming aware of some, something using your senses, a way of regarding, understanding, or interpreting something, or a mental impression. The key here is perception is using our senses and trusting in them to guide us the right way. God blessed us with the ability to see, hear, taste, smell, and touch. We're all to use our senses in service to God, and that causes our faith to grow. I'm going to tell one more perception story, and I'm going to get into the lesson. A hunting dog, I like to hunt, so a hunting dog was for sale for $2,500. This guy called the number and went, and he said, come, I want, to see, I want you to watch this dog hunt. So they went out in the boat, shot two ducks, fell in the water. The dog got out of the boat, walked on water, got the two ducks, walked back, and brought them to the boat. That guy said, I'll buy him right now. And he took his brother out hunting and said, I want to show you my dog. The, the dog, they went out, shot two birds. The dog walked on water, picked up the two birds, walked back on water, and brought them to the boat. And the, he said, aren't you impressed with my dog? And he said, I can't believe you paid so much for a dog that can't swim. Two different perspectives. Two different perspectives. One was fascinated that his dog could walk on water. Another one was like, he can't swim. <laughs> Why'd you buy that dog? Our, how we feel, how we see things, and our feelings guide our perspective sometimes. And that's a, it's very important. I think we're going to see, I hope we show here today, that our mind and hearts need to be in the right place so we have the right perspectives in life and make right decisions. <clears throat> we read in Proverbs, trust in the Lord. 
Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean, lean not unto thine own understanding. And always acknowledge him, he shall direct our, thy paths. Be not wise in thy own eyes, fear the Lord, and depart from evil. Our feelings can deceive us, but God will lead us down the right path always. The only requirement is to submit to him and follow his commandments and have faith that he is going to lead us in the right way and trust in the Lord. We read here that he, trust, he that trusteth his own heart is a fool, but whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. And immediately when Jesus perceived in the spirit that, it, that they so, oh, delivered, sorry. And in Mark 2 verses 8, and immediately when Jesus perceived in, in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, why reason the, ye these things in your own hearts? We're warned not to trust our own heart. Have you ever wanted something so bad you could just feel it? I mean, you, you just wanted it. <laughs> and then you couldn't obtain it, and you, you still kept on trying to obtain it. And then you got to the point that you'd want it that it's so bad, you'd do it at all costs. At all costs, you wanted that. You know, when we get to that point, we need to realize and slow down a minute. Because nothing... We don't want anything at all costs. We always need to follow God's will and serve him. And we need to think about his will. And you have to replace a desire that's causing you the temptations and the want with a desire to serve God and not trust our heart, trust in God. We need to also pray that the truth is revealed to us. Search me, O God, and know, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. When we're struggling with our issues of life, we need to pray and ask for God to search our heart and reveal the truth to us. Don't rely on our feelings to search for, searching, in searching for the truth. We have to be aware that our perception can be tainted. When I was young coach, I don't know why the superintendent picked me and this other guy to take kids to the UIL meet, but he did. He told us how to get there. was going to Frank Phillip College. He said, go this way, drive down the road, you'll see the sign. I'd never been there. Never been to Borger much. So we drive the way he tells us, and we're going down the road. And we get in Borger. We're looking for the sign. Don't see the sign. I go around, and if you've been to Borger, you go around the little circle. And I came back through, turned around, did it again. Was looking for the sign. Didn't see the sign. Went and did the circle. Did that three times. Time's getting a little short. The teachers were already there. There wasn't any phones at the time to call and tell anybody. And this other guy, I guess, was kind of a jokester. We both were. And he started chanting, who got us lost? And the kids would go, Shields got us lost. <laughs> and this was, it was kind of funny at first. <laughs> but we, as I drive down and make about five trips around the circle and come back, and, and he's going, who got us lost? And they'd go, Shields got us lost. And you know, they was having fun. And I said, you get up here and drive. No, I'm not going to drive. And he'd just yell, who got us lost? And they'd replay, chills got us lost. And this was just going on. I said, get out and go ask somebody. I'm not going to ask anybody. You got us lost, you find a way. And this is the, the unchristian thing I did. I stopped the bus and opened the door and said, let's get out. Because I was fixing to hit him in the nose. I was that mad. I let my pride, by not wanting to go ask, lead me to do something bad. Right there. We need to humble ourselves and ask for help when we need help. We all need help. 
when we feel like we're, we're, we're straying away or falling away, ask God to search your heart. Give us the right pers- perceptions so we have the right perspective on life. Because we're surrounded by things that would lead us to the wrong perspective, aren't we? So look for the right perspectives. Humble yourself and don't be like me. You'd be glad to know my family might disagree. Shona's kind to me when we go to a new place and I turn the wrong way. She waits till I'm going straight down the road and says, I think you went the wrong way. She's kind in that nature. And I've gotten better. I've put my pride aside and I just turn around because I know I'm lost. But, but don't let pride get in the way. Humble yourself and ask that God reveal the truth to your heart. And open your heart to him. We read here, teach me to do thy will, for, their, for thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. God is faithful and has given us the Holy Spirit to help guide us. Our perceptions can be tainted with other things that are occurring in our lives. Feelings are easily influenced by others. When, how do we act when, oh, excuse me. When we act on our feelings, we can go against God's word. You can focus on the world and you'll be desire worldly things or focus on God and seek heavenly rewards. And I'm going to look at a couple examples. Read Numbers 20. God instructed Moses this. He said, take the rod, gather thy, thou the assembly together, thou and Aaron thy brother, and speak ye unto the rock before their eyes, and it shall bring forth water. God instructed Moses to speak to the rock. Earlier in Exodus, the first time, he got water from rock. God told Moses to strike the rock. But this time he said, speak to the rock and water will come forth. Read in 10 and 11, keep on in Numbers. Moses had gathered them together and, Here now, ye rebels, must we fetch water out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand and, and with his rod he smote the rock twice. He made the decision that he felt like he wanted to make. Instead of following God's instructions. He hit the rock. He'd done it before. It worked before. I don't know. Here, here now ye rebels. Sounds like he might have been a little frustrated. I don't know. It doesn't say that. But he, he chose what he felt like he wanted to do. And he did it. And we read the consequence of that. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron. Because ye believe me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel. Therefore ye shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. They could not bring the congregation in to the land. Surroundings, emotion, and others can all cause us not to follow God's instructions at times if we let it. The same thing can happen today. We have slogans, if it feels good, do it. That's what you hear now, isn't it? Not if it's right or wrong, if it feels good, do it. And we, need, we have that surrounding us all the time. And we need to remember and be faithful servants of God. We're going to read in Genesis the devil and his deception. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree in the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of all the trees in the garden. But the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said to the woman, Ye shall not surely die. God said, Ye shall die. The serpent changed one word, said, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that the day that ye eat thereof, their eyes will be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good from evil. Now when you're thinking in the, on a worldly standpoint, 
Is it bad to know good from evil and have knowledge in the world? But when we're looking at following God in a spiritual standpoint, you follow God's instruction. We don't rely on our own feelings. <laughs> we look to God for our feelings and, and look for him, God's word, to control our emotions. Because the, the devil is around and there's deception. Is it, the, gar, the, the tree in the midst of the garden is around us all the time right now. It might not be a tree with fruit. But there's opportunity and temptations every day that we face. Every day. And if we don't have our mindset and our heart in the right place, we'll make the wrong decisions and we will not follow God's word. When we read that we need to walk in the spirit, not the flesh. Then I say, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one, one to a, a, the other. Sorry. So that ye cannot do things that ye would. Sin entered into the world and we must be vigilant, ready, and fight the, the temptations the devil puts in front of us. The spirit and the flesh worked against each other. And we're always to seek good and stay away from the evil. There's always a battle to be fought against the flesh. And within that battle somewhere is our own personal feelings. Sometimes those feelings can try to persuade us to be disobedient to God. You know, when you're fighting this battle with the spirit and the flesh, I'm walking in the spirit, walking in the spirit, walking in the spirit, walking in the spirit, boom. I got tempted and got weak. Walk in the spirit, walk in the spirit, walk, boom. Got tempted, I got weak. There's danger coming, walk in the spirit, walk, boom, tempted, got weak. You know, there's a saying, when you quit things or you quit fighting things, it gets easier to what? Quit fighting. So we need to continually walk in the Spirit and always walk in the Spirit. And if you ever have that fall of that temptation, look to God for forgiveness and repent and don't go there again. Let's walk in the Spirit always. And it keeps our perceptions correct. Christians are to be spiritually minded, for the carnally minded is death, but to, to be spiritually minded is life and peace. We need to focus our thoughts and minds on things above, not earthly things, keeping our thoughts on, on being faithful servants will help us not to focus on the world, but focus on heaven, the heavenly reward. Reading Romans 12 and 2, we need to renew our mind. And be not conformed to this world, but ye transform from the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We need to be focused on the will of God. We have, today, I think people have talked on this, we have a cancel culture that if you, you don't like a statue, we go jerk it down or deface it. If you don't like a law or something, I guess there's a big eraser. You just go erase it and do what you want. Cancels and cancels things out. They can get on social media if somebody is, uh, gets against you and they can have a war on social media and cancel your thoughts out. There's a cancel culture. And you know when the cancel culture is over, guess what's going to happen? There's going to be another culture and another culture and another culture. But there's one thing that's always going to be true. And in the end, God's word is the truth. God's word is what we need to follow. We don't need to follow these cultures and fads and stuff. Always look to God and seek God's word and seek his will for us and be faithful servants. We need to let God guide our feelings for God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power and love and of sound mind. The gifts of the spirit 
is not the gift of the spirit is not cowardly, but of power, love, and sound mind. We need to be bold in our service, tell others the story of Jesus, so that they may be uh, free from sin. Also, you know, there's a World War II uh, general looked up and he's surrounded. The enemy's all around him. And most people would be panicked or have the white flag. He said, men, this is the first time we've been able to, in this war, we've been able to attack the enemy from any angle. Think about that. You're out in the world in your job and people around you start trying to get you to do things you shouldn't. Trying to pull you this way a little bit. It'll be all right. And then this one's pulling you, and this one's pulling you. And right now, it seems like uh, when you read, read the paper, see the news, we're in a mess, it seems like, and we're right in the middle of it, turmoil. This group right here pulls together, and we go combat that and bring them into this group. We can fight it from any angle. We don't need to get beat down because it's coming from all sides. View it like the general. Fight it from any angle. Uh, Keep God close to our heart, open our hearts, and keep God close to our hearts and on our minds. I'm going to read the actions of Jesus here. Uh, they brought a woman that had committed adultery and caught in the act, and they, and they, were tempt, they said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger rolled on the ground. And as he heard them not, so when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, he is without sin among you. Let him cast the first stone at her. And he stooped down on the ground, or stooped down and rolled on the ground again. Can you picture the, these people coming and trying to get Jesus to react? <laughs> That's what they wanted. They wanted to come in and see if they could trick him up, step, make him do something wrong, cast judgment. That's what they were looking for. They told him, the law of Moses said this, what do you tell us? And what did he do? Did he fall for it? No. Got down on his knee and rolled on the ground and ignored it. And when they continued, what did he do? He gave them an answer. And what happened then? We read, and they heard it, being convicted in their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning the eldest, even to the last, and Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. They all realized they had sin in their lives, too. And they walked away. We're going to end uh, with this verse uh, in Philip 4 and 8. I think it sums it up pretty good. Fin finally, brethren, who's, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good rapport, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. We need to open our hearts, let God come in, and let him go with us. We, and when we have situations that we, we don't know how to control, pray. Give me the truth. Pray. Be humble. Seek help. And have your thoughts on Christian, have Christian thoughts. And use the truth in God's word to help you see the world through the eyes, Christian eyes, not worldly eyes. God's truth is reality. Christians are to be spiritually minded. We're not to conform with the world, but renew our mind and be transformed. We need to let God guide our feelings, and we need to think on things that are good, not dwell on things that are bad. Think on the good and spread, spread the, 
spread the gospel to others so they may have these things. As Christians, we need to examine everything carefully using our knowledge of truth. We need to be committed to staying away from evil. In our perceptions, what we see and our perspectives of how we see may then become reality. Always seek the truth, live the truth, and looking above for wisdom. Always. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you'd like to know more about this subject or any other Bible topic, send us a message at our Facebook page, The Church of Christ, Wheeler Area.